Raising Unicorns. On today's episode of Raising Unicorns, we have a very, very special guest who is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> this is the one, the only Kelly Roman. Not Roman, <gasps> like I said the wrongly for five Shane, years. Shane, but the fact that you know that it's Roman means that we are truly good friends because I will let someone go a very long time before until I'm like, you know what? I think we're to this point. My name is not Vrooman. It is Roman. And then you're like shattered because you're like, I've been saying it wrong for two years. <laughs> I guess I never thought about how much it hurts other people when they're like, did you Why not- did you let me say that for so long? I feel like an idiot. You made a fool of me. <laughs> we are no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've also lost a lot of friends in that moment. So the fact that we are still friends. It's a, it's a, it's a statement. Yeah. It's a statement. Mm-hmm. It's time to chat with a legend. That's legendary. So uh, just for a little bit of context, Kelly is one of our favorite actors and writers at Harm Brothers. We worked with her. What was the first project you worked on at Harm Brothers? The first one was Zero Res. Oh, that's right. The soap opera Zero Res. Soap opera Zero Res. And I'm trying to remember how we connected. Was it just through through an actual just like blind audition? No, it was through one Will Rubio who told me to audition That's right. So Will is down in Los Angeles and kind of runs in the same like uh, improv improv groups Mm -hmm. as Kelly. And then you auditioned and you got the role immediately. We were like, thank goodness. Because we auditioned. I remember we auditioned a lot on that one. Because Kelly had kind of an X factor that brought a lot of energy and a lot of improbability. Because thank you. You want to tell the audience a little bit about your improv background? Yeah. So I started doing a bunch of uh, improv comedy through comedy sports in both Philadelphia. And then when I moved to LA, in LA. And then I'm just always taking classes and developed a duo with uh, Lauren Pritchard, who does a bunch of Disney stuff. She and I did a duo that broke the record for most wins in a weekly improv competition at iOS, which was this legendary theater in uh, Hollywood. And uh, now I perform regularly at regularly at UCB LA and the shared experience. And if you guys don't know who UCB is, they're kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's Amy Poehler's improv yeah, company. It's a, it's a big yeah. deal. Big it's a big deal. deal. It's a big deal. I'm trying to say Kelly's a big deal. Just as well. oh, so so I'm saying you're a big deal. Big some, deal. People, some people like say the name Amy Poehler and the name Kelly Roman in the same breath. And I, when they do that, I'm just not mad. Yeah. They're, that's just like, that's natural. It flows. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kelly's worked with us on both as an actor. And then after you came on a Zero Res, because your improbability was so great and it did like such wonders for the video and for the edit. So many great ads that you had that made it in um, for, because we actually did two big videos for Zero yeah. Res. And hosting, hosting, which ultimately kind of this is, like when you are a direct-to-camera person delivering super important information, you have to be engaging and relatable and quick and be able to like let those words fly out of your mouth in a way that has like um, Like ups and downs and a flow and it catches and pulls you in and you know when something is quiet and when something is loud. Like, yeah, it's definitely a skill that I think improv for me and also my years hosting on a kid's morning show. Like, yeah. it just kind of became second nature for me. I mean, consumers why... are basically kids who don't know how to pay attention, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you got really good at being like, hey, kids, focus. Actually, here. that's <laughs> a really good comparison. And I would I would say consumers would agree with that. Yeah. I don't think oh, that's yeah. insulting. Well, I'm scrolling on Facebook. I'm like, or like Instagram or TikTok because yeah. I'm young, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the kids do. That's what the, the kids the, do. Scroll the talk. Right? The, the talk. <laughs> I'm like, entertain me, child's TV host. <laughs> It's a huge thing for me, like when we're doing on set and when we're actually shooting, you gotta have fun. You gotta like oh, yeah. keep it fresh and because like the energy bleeds yeah. into like performance, it bleeds into like everything, right? Well, speaking of fun, when you did bring me back to redo that, we did this really great hook that performed crazy well. If you remember it, it was the dirty boot 
test. Oh, yeah. Where you built this like boot wheel where each boot would go on this white carpet. It would make it super, super dirty. And then you would clean it with zero res and see how clean you could get it. And you came in as a typical cleaner who's not oh, zero right. res. I forgot. And we worked together <laughs> on camera. <laughs> it is still how I have you saved in my phone. Oh, my gosh. He he, so part of the benefit of zero res is that like, oh, our, all of our people are, they will show up. They are clean. They will not bring anything dirty into your house. Your house will be cleaner than obviously they look cleaner. Respectable. They look respectable. They are vetted. So you came in as the unvetted, unrespectable, <laughs> dirty, gross guy. And you had blacked out teeth and you just looked disgusting. Yeah. Uh, our makeup artist was like, because I can't remember, we had like a ton of time and she just kept going. <laughs> she like she like shaved my like Indiana handlebar. She kept on making me greasier and gross. Like it just like layer greasy. after layer. And I was like sweating oh when I came gosh. in. I was like, man, what, what do you want? Where you want this? What, what rooms do you want clean? It was so gross. Oh and you like, gosh. I think like Kelly sends this picture to me probably once, yeah, once, once a year. A year. Yeah, She'll at least be once like, a year. Good times. I'm like, I'm glad this is how you think of me. She's like, a never, disgusting... hashtag never forget. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, my phone will occasionally, you know, it'll just send you that like three years ago today. Yeah. It's sort of like pictures of my newborn baby and Shane looking like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a redneck. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that's how I remembered it in your phone. It makes me feel special. Because that was my one... I think I've been on like one cameo for any of Harmon Brothers commercials that I've been in for seven years. That, so glad that it was, was it. And so it was, it was, it was us me. together. Love so, uh, Kelly, real quick. I want to go, uh, go back to kind of like your writing background. And like, kind of talk a little bit about your process. Because I always like to talk whenever we have writers on the podcast. Because everyone has a very different approach to writing. And specifically for like kind of conversion, like entertaining ads, like specifically. So uh, talk me through a little bit about your brainstorming first. Is like you're getting like after you've gotten the brief and you kind of know the product. Like talk me through like how you get in the head of the consumer and how you let that influence like what the concept will be or how you kind of brainstorm mm -hmm. through that. Well, I definitely think of myself as a consumer and what I would like, like what's relatable about the... I think I often start with like, what's the pain point here? What's the... What's the... The problem that this product is going to solve. And so for myself, I think, oh gosh, so how does that play out practically? Because mm -hmm. if you're like, okay, let's talk about, you know, carpets, like if my carpet's dirty, right? Like how does that... I don't know, how does that play out in how that actually affects my life? I'm embarrassed when people walk in or it kind of smells or when I lay down, it smells weird or, you know, like whatever it would be like, which I did end up doing, right? But you, I, I guess for me, it's like, like what for me is the thing that I would go, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have to deal with that anymore if I had this thing. Yeah. And I start from there. And for, for myself, then I think, yeah, what's something I haven't seen that directly relates to that? I love, I love those hooks that immediately have to do with what the problem is and fixing it or showing me the product in a way that I'm like, whoa, that's beautiful. And then I, yeah. you know, that's awesome. What is yeah. that thing? Yeah. And I find that I will bust out like a bunch of ideas and I have to give myself days yeah. because I yes, have stew. to, I have to stew. I will do, uh, I, I can pretty quickly knock out a first draft and be like, that's good. And then wait a day and come back the next day and be like, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. But there's always at least one or two jokes when I just vomit it out and I'm not yeah. thinking that stay the whole time. Yeah. Because they were funny. They were from my gut. They were who I am. There's nuggets that make it through, yeah, right? Yeah, that make yeah. it through the whole time that I know are going to be funny in the room and then stay and actually make it into, into the ad. But yeah, so for myself, and this was something I had to really teach myself as a procrastinator, as an improviser who likes to just put stuff out there and then leave it and go, what's next? <laughs> I is, did it. it. Yeah, I did it. Yay <laughs> me. Is to build in that time. Yeah. I forced myself and I, I am so much... The, the stuff I am most proud of that I've done are the things I just gave time to and didn't... Creativity for me does not fuel well with panic. Yeah. I So I, I feel like I have to think about like ideas for a long time. And then like for me, because I, I typically don't write a, like a script for like our stuff as a creative director. I'm usually like going in and kind of shepherding the process. Yeah. And so I feel like for me if I internalize a lot of like the concepts or a lot of the actual like problem around the, the the product that the product solves or like facets of it, being able to think about those things and stew on them, like when you're in the moment, like be, actually helps you to like respond in the moment and come mm-hmm. up with new ideas mm-hmm. as you're like writing as we're in, as we're in the writing retreat. Because if you guys aren't familiar, we usually have a two-day writing retreat where we're, we're bringing scripts together and bringing all the best pieces together. And I feel like with that, like kind of that rumination on like the different ideas and the different concepts and the different elements of the mm-hmm. scr- or elements of the of the product really like allows you to think about it in a fresh way, you know. Yeah. Without that rumination, it's kind of just like uh, go. I, 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 I got yeah, yeah, I yeah, did it. Uh, I've got an idea. Yeah, but if you've lived in it and sat in it for a while, then whatever somebody gives, you're able to like, even if it's not your script that we're you know working on, yeah. working on or, or throwing ideas out for, you've got all that thinking you've done that's just in now locked in your loaded. vocabulary locked yeah. and loaded okay so coming from like a joke writing room the sketch yep. writing room or in a, a scripted series when you're in the room pitching comedy to each other half of it is selling jokes oh totally so like oh gosh what's his name but he he was on SNL oh my gosh this is gonna suck that I can't remember his name he's the guy that did oh with a uh, uh, seven year, minutes in heaven he had those videos of with Mike O'Brien something O'Brien <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, he was right on SNL and his jokes. You're not talking about John Mulaney, right? No. Okay. No. Oh, but John Mulaney is so good at pitching jokes in the room. I mean, just, yeah. Is it half of it is selling it? Oh, totally. And it can be a really great joke, but if you're not bringing charisma to it, if you're not whatever. Energy. Yeah, energy. And so that I know I definitely am able to bring and get a client on board and make the company look really good because I come in with A, excitement for the idea, B, belief in what I've written because I've put it through myself and I've yep. definitely read it to some people definitely feel like what I'm bringing to the table is strong and then I can know I can freaking sell it because I'm a comedian and a writer and I know I can sell it. It can't be overstated how important that pitch is like when we're reading to the client or like if you're like a creative who's doing internal work for a company like if you come in like and be like like unprepared to read and, right. and it's like or it's a sloppy read or you like stumble over it or you have to over explain something yeah so your picture, idea is picture dead. this and if your voice and body and energy is not helping them picture it they won't picture yeah, it yeah they're gonna tune out and they're gonna be like this is a dud yeah like this feels boring and then like the, nobody thinks their own brand is boring they want everyone thinks their own brand is like the greatest thing right. in the world because they poured their heart and soul into it right. so you gotta bring that same energy where you're like your brand's freaking awesome and this idea is freaking awesome and this joke's freaking awesome yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. 110%. Yeah, that's and it's, just so true. And it's amazing. I mean, obviously, I think we have an incredibly like talented like bench of writers that we use, yourself mm-hmm. included, that like backs that up with really good writing. Absolutely. But like that pitch, like even if we took like your scripts or Johnny's or Kellen's or, or, or Kurt's, some of our best writers, 
and and had someone who was really bad at presentation reading them, they wouldn't. They'd sell. be like, "Man, what did we sign up for?" No, and, and it, I think that's also part of the like joy of like you guys also set up. We were talking about actors, right? For actors to be able to perform well, you need to be able to set up a scenario in which they can perform their best with what you know they've been given, and when they show up on the day, how can they perform their best? A lot of that is the environment you create for them within mm-hmm. the production. Same thing with the writers. And you guys really do set up the writers for success. And the process that you do, there's there's no reason you can't bring mm-hmm. an A-level script with an... I mean, it, we always make it even better in the room because more minds are greater than Yeah, all greater the energy's flowing. The energy's yeah. flowing and we maybe are able to fine-tune and clarify a couple things directly with the client who's there and is so important to the process. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot of it is just... Like knowing what systems are tried and tested, making sure your people who are producing these things are able to benefit from that, give them the time and space to do so, the knowledge to do so, Mm -hmm. and then let them fly. Let them fly. Yeah, you guys don't know this, but he just stuck his hands out like he was sore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a beautiful bald eagle. Anyway, so just to summarize all this up, it's been a a genuine pleasure. I'm glad we could snack some time while you're in town. Oh, me too. Thanks for doing it. It, And I just think that if there's any takeaway from this whole thing is that one, to have a really great environment for writing and like make it a fun environment where it's a safe place to bitch whatever ideas you want and like make sure that energy is always flowing both there as well as like when you're like on set because when the energy is right and everything's kind of a safe space to like like comedies about being a little bit vulnerable and throwing stuff out there mm-hmm. whether it works or not and if it's like not a safe space for ideas to be thrown out like it's just gonna stifle the whole thing yeah and when it comes to actors like th- we are delicate little flowers who need to be told we're doing oh great literally gosh. all the time I can't I- tell you how many compliments I have to tell her to keep going I'm like Kelly you're pretty and funny speaking of which I'm starting to thank you. Yay! <laughs> I was running down until you said that. No, but seriously, you know, to to like, no, I'm not going to throw too many things at a night because everyone's watching you too. So the pressure is crazy high. Yeah. You never seem like it. You're, oh, you're... I thrive, but others don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do though. No, but I mean, just a lot of people don't, right? Like That's true. Like, That's true. Name? And it can be like, it can shut people down. Or people can be like, hi, everyone, watch me. I love this. Most people who perform are the latter, are yeah. like that. But. but like having the good energy and like actually having it like be a fun place and like feeding off huge. that makes a huge difference versus yeah. like when it's like just like kind of flat or even like a downer. And set. you can feel the stress. If you try to shoot too many things in a day, you feel that stress and the actor can feel that stress and you start to, that performance starts to plummet because they can feel you're stressed out and we're not going to get everything. We're not going to get everything. And they're going, oh, I don't know how to do anything different. Yeah, so if you if anyone is taking away anything from this is that you got to have the creative process be a fun process because you put too much pressure and it's too much of a pressure cooker, you're going to get garbage results because it has to be something that like comes from a place of like joy and like like yeah. just kind of like delight in like the creative process and if it's like and excitement know, yeah. for what you're what you're doing, what you're selling cuz not it'll bleed through. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Kelly, for coming on and before just jumping on a quick podcast before you fly out. We Again. really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns! Subscribe now.